0: Hey, it's your bestie Lo. Welcome to Thrive with Lois, the podcast dedicated to helping you become the best version of yourself and to thrive in all areas of your life. You're here because you want to grow inside and out. So, are you ready? Let's thrive together. Now, today's episode, I'm super excited to get into because I have a very special guest, a very close friend of mine, Charlotte Bird, who is an entrepreneur self-made. She is a makeup influencer, makeup artist, co-founder of the Confidence Click, which is a community built for women to really help them build their confidence and overcome any negative self-talk. So I'm really, really excited to have her here today. We're going to be covering everything about how you can build confidence within yourself, take control of your business and to overcome any negative thoughts, any negative self-talk that maybe you're currently telling yourself. Maybe you're feeling a little bit anxious. Maybe you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed. And today we really want to dig into a conversation that's going to help you overcome that. So welcome, Charlotte.
1: Thank you. you (laughs) I'm really excited.
0: I'm so excited to get into this and I do, to be fair, I say I'm so excited to get into every single episode because I yeah. genuinely am so excited to get into every second, single episode but I'm really excited to have you here today because we've been friends for a long a time. A very,
1: very, long time.
0: A very long time. Since we were like
1: 12 years old.
0: Yeah, 12 years old and we're 29 uh, Oh god, I not think about
1: that. But yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> which is just fucking mad. Um, so... I would love for you to tell everyone a bit about yourself, what you do, yeah. what the Confidence Click is about. Okay,
1: so I am a content creator in the beauty space. I'm also a makeup artist and a beautician as well. I deal with a couple of other social media pages, but then also recently have co-founded the Confidence Click, which I'm just so excited because it's a, it's an online community and membership to really build the confidence of so many women and we want to reach as many women as we possibly can. Um, so we have an online course which you can do to help like overcome any negative self-talk, imposter syndrome, self-doubt, all of that, really kind of build your confidence and get you to step into the life that you really, really want. Um, but obviously, you have a community of girls behind you supporting you, which is like the main bit that I've always really wanted when I've gone through this journey. And um, we have—I've um, co-founded it with Amy Harrison, who is a confidence coach, licensed confidence coach, and she's just incredible. So we do monthly coaching sessions together. We do um, workshops with guest speakers, um, which is really exciting. So it delves into like all different aspects of self-development. So it's not just confidence, but it's everything that surrounds confidence and self-development, which is super exciting.
0: That's amazing. So what made you want to create such a community to help women? Oh, because I have
1: struggled so much to build my confidence. And I think I always thought as a kid that I couldn't. Like, I was the the shyest possible child that you could think of. Like, I would be hiding behind my mum. I wouldn't want to talk to anyone new. Even up to the age of, like, 18, when I went to university... I would not talk to anyone in my seminars and I would wait for people to approach me. And And I just, I think it really held me back. And for years I was just working into a nine to five job. I did like make good friends. I learned how to do the small talk, but I just didn't have the confidence within myself to kind of go for what I knew I was meant for. Like I wanted to do all of these things. I wanted to help women. I wanted to, to support women in this way, but I just didn't feel like I could. So it was during COVID really that I really delved into, like, self-development. I found throughout my 20s anyway that I've gradually built my confidence over time, but that's when I really tried my hardest to work on my confidence. And I think the fact that I've now done it as someone with, like, the most introverted nature, it honestly means anyone can do it. If I can do it, anyone can do it. If you'd have told me, like, a year or two ago that I'd be sitting on a podcast talking to you right now, I would have said no. So it just proves that you can do anything you set your mind to.
0: Why would you have said no?
1: Because I would have had this imposter syndrome self-doubt thoughts in my head saying like why would anyone want to listen to you you've got nothing to say like you're gonna crack you're not gonna be able to say anything you're gonna forget and you're gonna look like an idiot like they they were they were like the thoughts that would kind of creep into my head and it's not until you learn that those are just thoughts like Mm. it's telling you that you can't do it but that's not it's not fact but it takes a bit of practice and I think a little bit of help and discipline consistency to kind of work through that and there's, like, a few aspects of confidence, I think. That's just one, one aspect of it. Would you say you've always been quite introverted? Oh, my God. I think I was born introverted. I swear this must be, like, a personality trait. <laughs> do you think it's you're born introverted, or do you think it's, it's conditioning? I think it's
0: conditioning. Ah, interesting. I think it's conditioning and experiences.
1: Because I always think this. I always wonder,
0: why was I an introverted child? See... I was the opposite. So when I was younger, like mm. really little, I was very extroverted. I would go up and talk to anyone and everyone. I would be singing all the time, making friends. When I This is when I was very oh. little. And then when I got to school, um, particularly, I guess, young teen years, mm. which was when I was bullied, that made me more
1: introvert like into, like, a box.
0: Yeah, and push me into a box. So, mm. yeah, I think, I definitely think it is conditioning. I, I do think that... So, would you say that you're more of an introvert or an introverted extrovert? I am introverted
1: by nature, I think, but I'm extroverted around people I'm comfortable around. Yeah. So maybe I'm more of an introverted extrovert. Like, my friends wouldn't necessarily call me an introvert Mm. but it's when I'm in situations where I feel uncomfortable or if I'm in a group of people that I don't know like I always remember like a partner I was with before he would find it so bizarre like how I would act when it was just the two of us and then if he'd
0: bring me around like all of his friends who I didn't necessarily know that well I'd kind of shut down yeah do you think it's that overwhelm it's and yeah like you said those kind of thoughts in your head that maybe overtake you at that moment in time when you're facing those group group settings because I know for me, I'm the same. So mm. with people that I know and people that I am close with, you know, I'll be goofy with you till the cows come home and I'll chat shit to you till, till you know, sun comes up, you know. So, but mm. with people that I don't know, I can sometimes be a little bit standoffish. Would you say then, you know, at school, because mm. we, we were in the same friendship group yes, at school, we were. And me and you were the more introverted.
1: It's, group, it's so say. interesting because I've always surrounded myself with extroverts. Mm. And I think I've used them as a crutch. I've used people as a crutch. And I've al- almost used other people as my confidence rather than building it within myself, which I think is really interesting.
0: So do you, was that for you more you wanted them to hold the conversation? Yeah.
1: Well, I think, I think what it does is it takes the pressure off.
0: Mm. So, you
1: know, if you're going into a situation where I, I think we're quite similar in the way that we get a little bit of social anxiety before going to, to things maybe we haven't been before, or like we're like meeting people, we need to socialize, network or whatever, as you have to do in the industry. But like, having someone I know who can chat to a brick wall, I know it'll be fine. Mm. Because then I can interject when I have something that I want to say, I don't feel the need to fill every silence with conversation for the sake of it. But then sometimes I feel like perhaps that's an expectation because a lot of, of extroverted people are seen as warm and seen as um, like welcoming and inviting. And I always want to be that. And I haven't ever had the feedback that I'm not like that. But I think that's an internal dialogue that I've had.
0: Yeah. Can you relate to that? Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely I
1: can. It's like overthinking conversation before you've had it. I think, OK, I'm going to say hi and whatever, but then like, what next? What if they don't respond in the way that I think? They, do you know what mm. I mean? It's like kind Ridiculous. of like
0: pre-planning the
1: conversation before yeah. you have it. No. But I always do that on the phone. Do you ever do that if you're going to call no. someone? No.
0: No. You don't no. do that. No, so I don't do it on the phone, but sometimes I'll do it if I'm approaching a situation where it's in person. Mm. So, um yeah, again, it depends on the situation and the individual. Mm. But, you know, if it's especially somebody that I don't maybe know particularly well, like I'm like thinking in my head like of what to say before even getting to that part of the conversation because it's like that pre-planning, that not wanting to fuck up the conversation yeah. or them to think you're 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 weird or you're odd you ca- or you can't carry a, a conversation. I remember coming out of lockdown and my social anxiety was heightened so bad. But also, I don't think it helped because at the same time, I had just come out of a very toxic relationship mm. which whittled down every you know every inch of confidence i had but i remember coming out of that relationship coming out of lockdown and having conversations with people and what you're saying there mm. overthinking everything you know getting in my head too much whilst having conversations is this person thinking that i'm boring whilst they're talking to me is this person you know like enjoying the conversation oh my god like what or after the conversation thinking about what I'd said and going Mm. over things so yeah definitely definitely you know relates that did you find for you coming out of what what do you what did you really learn in lockdown about who you are as a person and your social anxiety I mean it definitely made my social anxiety worse it's it's hard because it's like a double-edged sword for me
1: because Lockdown was almost like a dream. It's an introvert's dream because it means that you don't have to put yourself in those yeah. difficult situations, but that doesn't help you because the more you do it, the the less nerve-wracking it is. Mm. The only good thing I think that came out of lockdown is I spent a lot of time reflecting because at that time as well, I'd literally just quit my full-time job in order to go full-time as a makeup artist and a beauty therapist. Obviously, that was a nightmare because then I couldn't work. So I spent that whole time not necessarily socialising, obviously, because we couldn't, but I spent a lot of time reflecting on who I was as a person and things I needed to work on, because I think before that I, I didn't see that as something that I needed to work on. I just thought that's just who I am. It's not going to be able to change, and I think through that I learned that actually you can change. And then coming out of lockdown, I, I know what I'm like. I'm a real routine person, and I find change really hard. I think that's also the Taurus in me as well, probably. But but coming out, I was like... Because obviously um, in... The beauty industry, they have a lot of in-person events and stuff. And throughout lockdown, they were all online. So, like, that's easy. You can put your camera on if you want Mm. to, but you don't need to necessarily chat or socialise. So I made a pact with myself that the following year when everything opened up again and we started having all these events, that I would make myself go on my own. And I would never have done that before. But I knew that I had to put myself in that position and get really out of my comfort zone in order to... To network, for one, because when you bring someone with you, they're a bit of a comfort blanket and you're not necessarily going to try and reach out to other people. But it's also just, like, once I did it, I felt on top of the world. Like, I was like, oh, God, I can do this. And I can talk to people. Like, <laughs> I remember there was, like, a couple of times where there's, like, really massive influences at these events. Like, people I've followed for years. And I always get really nervous because I think, oh, I want to talk to them and I want to tell them how much, like, I enjoy their content mm. and whatever. But... um, I always overthink the conversation and think oh what what if they're not nice what if they're this what's that and I remember one time I was like I was about to leave and I was like no Charlotte you're you're going to make yourself do it and I made myself do it and he was so lovely and we ended up chatting for like an hour hour and a half and it's like I think the more you do things the more you put yourself in those situations that's where your confidence comes from and then also it, it diminishes your social anxiety to an extent. Like, don't get me wrong, I still get little pangs now and then. It's really weird. I even get it in groups of people that I know, large groups. I don't know what it is. It's like all eyes on me, that there must be something still that I need to work on with that. But it doesn't stop me anymore. Like, I'll do it, feel slightly uncomfortable. Once I get into it, I'll be absolutely fine. And I think it's once you get to that point is when you truly start building self-confidence. And the more confident you feel, yeah, the less the less you're going to feel anxious.
0: What do you think triggered that social anxiety? Because you didn't come into the world with social anxiety. It's, it's really interesting,
1: because because also from what you were saying, like conditioning and stuff at school, because I'm trying to think, like, I know I was really attached to my mum, like, as a kid, cause she always tells me, but I'm like, it must have been school. There must have been something, because I remember I used to go on holiday to, like, Spain when we were little, and I used to make friends with all the Spanish kids on the beach, not that you could actually understand what each other saying, but do you know what I mean? Clearly... Yeah. I was able to to go up to people so there must have been something something at school there must have been some kind of conditioning but I I suppose I've I've had like like most kids where people kind of back you down at school or if you do anything out of the ordinary or whatever, you, you always get batted down. I remember there was even one time, it was so random, but it always sticks in my mind. Do you remember hair crimpers back in, like, yeah. the 90s? I crimped. I got my mum to crimp my hair once, and I was, pro, I was only a little kid. I was in, like, primary school, and I went to a party, and all the kids, like, made fun of me for having my hair crimped no. because I normally have, like, dead straight hair. Yeah, and I mean after like that, your
0: hair always used to be dead straight. Dead
1: straight, dead right, because it's naturally dead straight. And, like, because of that... I, ne- I never like crimped or curled my hair ever again at school. How sad is that? It's like, Kids I think sometimes it can be the tiniest little things, but probably that build up that then kind of tell you that you, you shouldn't do anything different or you shouldn't be confident. Like if you're too confident, you're arrogant. And mm. I feel like sometimes that's maybe the messaging that we get.
0: Yeah. How did you feel in school then?
1: I hated school. I felt so out of place. I don't know. I was never part of the popular group, as you all know.
0: But <laughs> well, we were in the same. Group. <laughs> we were. were same we group. were called. We uh, were in the neat. I was. Do you remember people used to throw sandwiches and stuff oh at us? Oh my god. People. Oh my god. I remember. Was... Do you remember? Was it the year? It was must have been like the year eight playground at Diageo. Yeah. It's not going to make any sense to anybody listening. No. Anyway, I'm getting. I'm getting flashbacks <laughs> to this right now. We had. I remember okay let's try and visualize this for for everyone so you had like the you had like the outside bit which had a couple of benches and that's where most people would hang out and then (laughs) you had a a small corridor leading to the cafe yeah which is which was like sheltered over covered and i remember we used to have a corner in yeah we did we had our own specific corner (laughs) In that little sheltery bit, and it was because we were hidden away from everyone else. I'm pretty yeah. sure. But even still, the cool kids that would sit on the benches mm. used to throw sandwiches and stuff at us. <laughs> oh my god, you I don't remember. even remember that. You don't remember that? I, I probably blocked it out.
1: I hated school so, so much.
0: It's,
1: it was just I felt like you were literally taking the piss out of for anything. Someone started taking the piss out of me for my last name. It's Bird. What is there to take the piss out of? Do you
0: know what I, I mean? That. Can I say piss, mate? Yeah. Do you listen to my books? <laughs> All right. I do have a potty mouth. Oh, okay. Potty <laughs> mouth. <laughs> so sorry. Potty <laughs> <my> <laughs> mouth. Oh, my oh like God. This. How traumatic at school? No. So that maybe that was your conditioning?
1: Yeah, it could have been. I, I just, like, obviously had a friendship group at school, which was amazing. And I definitely, I found it got better in sick form. Um, I started to, like, find my people and started going out a little bit more and socializing more and also i think by then i was just a little bit more a little bit more confident within myself not not as much as i am now yeah it's just it's interesting isn't it how how much people can affect the lives of others without realizing it mm. simply just by being
0: a bitch <laughs> yeah and there's a lot of them out i there, think it's
1: it's one of those things that like you crave popularity it's like it's just like a human Need or want, isn't it? Validation. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that. I just did not get that from school. I didn't feel I. I had acne. I had braces for many years. Like I. I was a bit chubby. Like just nothing about that time of my life felt good. And I never wanted to be centre of attention. In fact, even now I have this real ick about being centre of attention. Like I don't like my birthday. I don't like anything like that. I don't like the idea of having a wedding and walking down the aisle, and that, that probably comes from from back then of not wanting to be noticed. And it's like, I like to think that I've blossomed a little bit as I've gotten older, because I now put my face online every day, which I would never have done before. But I think I still have that that little thing from from childhood of just like not wanting to be the centre of attention. It's really strange. What is it about being the center of attention? It's that being put on the spot or f- not feeling I'm a bit of a control freak maybe and it's like not it's being out of control? I've spent so long like on my craft and building my confidence and and I and I am confident in in my knowledge and those things, but it's something about being put on the
0: spot or I don't I yeah, it's it- I, def- I, re- I resonate with that yeah. a lot because of back in back in school, um, back well, back in uni especially, it would be, you know, if I, we was doing a presentation and I'd have to go up, I'd always be the last yeah. person oh God, to go up. And throughout everyone... It, 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 it was really silly, actually. When I think about it now, I should have just gone first because yeah. I was... For the whole time of everyone doing their speaking, I was in so much turmoil in my own head like feeling so anxious this almost like my body just like Mm. you know getting hotter and hotter sweaty palms having to hype myself up to like really do it voice shaking you know (laughs) so actually I wanted to just kind of look up the personality traits of introverts and extroverts Okay. okay yeah so introverts aren't so actually it's got in brackets here not necessarily shy, yeah. Um, cautious and reflective, love to read, yeah. Have very close, true friends, excellent listeners, give people energy, like to be alone, hate small talk, say what they mean, work well one on one, can be a little bit intense, concentrate well, and tend to be cat like people. <laughs>
1: Absolutely not. I'm a dog person all the way. Sorry, I'm not having that. But everything else I can
0: Mm -hmm. resonate with. And extroverts, they're responders, highly active. Actually, in in brackets here, it's got not necessarily successful, which is interesting. So yeah, responders, highly active. Establish multiple fluid relationships. Talk more than listen. Draw energy from people. Very sociable. Love chatting. Think without speak. Speak without thinking. Mm. Like group work. Easygoing. Easily distracted. Tend to be dog people. Oh my god, that's bloody outrageous! Mm. That is. I am the dog person. What are they talking about. Well, this, this is this like <laughs> this is the first um, thing that I've just clicked yeah. on here when I've just looked on this one. Yeah, Google.
1: but you can have extroverted parts of your personality as well. I don't think you're necessarily just one or the other.
0: Yeah, I think, so I was just about to come on to that. So you can be an introverted extrovert. Yeah. For sure, you can combine, you can have a combination of the two because I I definitely resonate with both categories, mm-hmm. but then I'm not sure whether I resonate with some of the entr- extrovert traits because of my ADHD. Yeah. So speak without thinking. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. Um <laughs>
1: Whereas I'm the opposite, and I think I overthink, and then a lot of the time I just won't
0: say anything. Mm, but so I'm sometimes like that. Mm. It depends on the situation. Mm. So, yeah, that's very, very interesting. Um,
1: I also I th- think it's like it's interesting as well because I wonder whether being more extroverted makes you more confrontational or less. Because I always find as well one of the reasons I'm really careful with what I say or I might choose not to say something is because I really don't like confrontation.
0: What is it about a confrontation t- that you don't like?
1: That's a really good question. I just don't...
0: I don't like arguing
1: with people. Like, just upsetting someone would make me really upsetable, so I just don't feel like... Like, I shut down during, like, confrontation or arguments or whatever. Again, mm. something I need to work on, because I don't think necessarily all confrontation is bad. Mm. Because it's... Important and it's a healthy part of a relationship, which I'm sure I will learn in my next one, (laughs) hopefully. But yeah, that's... that's. the are you yeah. out there? Are Please. you listening? Can you just come and knock on my door? Because I don't want listening? to go on apps.
0: I don't want to do it. <laughs> we'll drop uh, Shah's Instagram handle in the bio, don't worry. Yeah, if you um, can just pop in, that'd be great. I, I used to be exactly the same. Mm. So I hated... Conf- I still do hate confrontation and conflict. I don't, I don't like arguing. I don't like getting angry. I don't like people being angry at me. I always mm. said, I really want to go on... To I really want to apply to SAS Who Dares Wins, but I... God, you'd be amazing at that. I would fucking smash it, yeah. but if any of the DSs um, shouted at me, I'd cry. Yeah. So this, yeah. this is my issue. This mm-hmm. is my issue. I was like, that's probably why I'm not going to apply. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so... Yeah, so I used to be the same very much like I was shut down in conflict. And sometimes I still do, but Mm -hmm. I've gotten a lot better at, you know, addressing the situation straight away and speaking my piece and what I need to say. Because I feel like when you suppress what you really want to say Mm -hmm. for the sake of others' feelings, you are suppressing your own feelings and Mm -hmm. your own needs. So, and then from experience, I found that that then only... Festers and sits there and builds up res- resentment. Yeah, and, you know, and passive aggression. Sometimes. And passive aggression. Yeah, yeah.
1: and yeah. I definitely. I mean, the the last relationship that I was in was a few years ago now, but there was there was definitely times that I just should have mm. stood up for myself and I didn't. And he was more fiery by nature, which I think was maybe we just weren't compatible. And I think maybe that's part of it that I'm very. I'm not a shouter. If I'm going to have a conversation with you, it's going to be at this level, mm. and I just want to tell you how I feel without. Yeah. Having to deal with yeah it, yeah it's it's just the way that you do it and practice makes perfect doesn't it and I think maybe the a good place to start is just with family because you can <laughs> you should be able to at least tell your family how you're feeling which I've definitely become much better at.
0: Do you think there's any misconceptions of being an introvert? Yeah, that you can't
1: have a business and that you can't be online as an influencer. You can't. I feel like there's a misconception that introverts aren't as capable if if that's the right phrasing but like i i think i gave myself an identity of someone who wasn't capable of building a business or or wasn't capable of of showing up online and speaking online and all of this because i'd i'd kept that same identity that i had as a child but actually you can be introverted by nature but push yourself out of your comfort zone. And actually, you can be a confident introvert. Confidence looks different for everyone. It's it's not necessarily being the loudest person in the room. You could actually be someone who, who listens, who who people feed, like, good energy from. You definitely don't need to be loud
0: to be successful because because I'm definitely not. I think there's um, a misconception that if you are an introvert, you're boring. Oh, my God. This...
1: This was a trigger for me for a really long time. So, again, going back to the past relationship, relationships can really have a big effect on you. When that ended, one of the themes, shall we say, of the reason it ended, well, from what I took from it, was being boring. But I think sometimes just because you're introverted or you like to do certain things, it doesn't make you boring you might be boring to one person and not to the next person i think it's just Mm -hmm. part of being unique and even with like certain businesses or being an influence or whatever like if everyone was the same that would be so boring like the things that i like i know someone else is going to resonate with or the fact that i grew up being really shy and now that i do what i do
0: i know that's also going to resonate with someone do you get what i mean because i think that sometimes people that are quite extroverted Mm. it's a bit of a show Oh my god yeah. It's, it's sometimes it's a bit of a show for maybe things that they feel they're lacking mm. themselves potentially. They're not
1: necessarily internally as happy as mm. they look externally. Mm. It's so interesting, isn't it? And I think also sometimes you can come across less genuine yeah, Dep- depends on the, on the situation on the person. But do you get what I mean by that? Yeah. When because it might not necessarily be how you're how you're feeling. But then it's hard because then I would also recommend to people that even if you don't feel confident, act confident. So maybe that's that can yeah. be seen in the same bracket. It's yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah,
0: it. But then it I
1: suppose is. it's that you could talk about it in terms of the the comparison piece of like just because someone looks like they're having the best time on the outside or on social media or they're showing up like they're super confident actually they might deal with internal battles every day they might actually not feel like they're enough like people can really surprise you like I I know like when you were building your PT business and I was looking and you look really successful and whatever I just assumed that you were super confident in that but you've since told me that actually it took a lot of work to to build that confidence and to like build up that business when Mm. from the outside sometimes it can look like oh that happened super easy of course it would happen for her because she's confident Mm. and she she chats to people and whatever but you never actually know what people are going through
0: internally a lot of my PT years and my classes that I used to teach it was all a show yeah you know it was um, I think I had never been a natural I guess speaker I'd never kind of regarded myself as somebody who could carry the room Mm. or perform in front of people and when you become a PT or a a coach or um, an instructor there is an element of having to you know especially if you're teaching a class be able to hold the room engage whilst teach Mm -hmm. and it is a performance and I did find that sometimes you know i would i would be in the staff room at pure gym and i remember when, this is when I very first started so bearing in mind I'd had no experience of teaching classes whatsoever I was completely new to it I remember being in the staff room and just really having to like hype myself up and in my head I was going right okay like you've got this just come on like fake it till you make it fake it till you make it and I naturally have a resting bitch face. <laughs> I have a resting bitch face. I, you know, if you didn't know me, you probably think would think I am a miserable fuck. <laughs> you probably would. And I have actually had um, like people that I am friends now mm. um, who they said to me, and I'd met them through, they used to be members at Pure Gym. Yeah, They said to me, oh, like, before I knew you, before I started talking to you, I thought you was a bitch. Oh yeah. And I was like, where did you get that impression impression? They was like, because well, you just look like, angry all the time. Oh my god. And my th- concentration face is really angry. Honestly, <laughs> it's the same. But I, I and I'm just but I'm just literally like, I wish I wish I really do wish that I could walk around with, with a, smile. a smile on my face. You look mentally I really do.
1: You do like that. I really, really
0: do. <laughs> yeah. I really do wish that maybe I could look a little bit happier. But I can promise you, just because I've got a resting bitch face doesn't mean that I don't actually feel... doesn't mean that I don't feel happy Mm. in myself. Like, sometimes I can literally have a full-on RBF on, but I'll be feeling super fucking happy Mm. in myself. So, yeah, anyway, so... I would have to hype myself up before doing the class. I'd walk into the class and it would be like, "Hi guys, how's everyone?" Anyway, and then I did your spin you know, classes, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, they were it, so good. Yeah, <laughs> but, but this is it. It was yeah. it was all a, it was all a performance. Mm. It was all a performance because that didn't come naturally to me. I always feel quite envious of people that it comes natural Mm. for.
1: I just don't think... I think anyone can do anything if you set your mind to it. It it just might come easier to some people than others. You might need to work a little bit harder. It's the same when you're at school. And, like, I was much more talented at English than I was maths. I got a good grade in maths because I worked really hard at it. Like, if you decide you want to do something, you can do it. But definitely if you have more of that introverted nature or you get that social anxiety... It doesn't mean you can't do it. You might just have to fake it until you make it. But you will eventually feel confident in it. I think it's always when you're starting something new as well. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be like I've been going gym for years, years and years. And if I go to a new gym, I will still be
0: nervous about going into the new gym. Mm. It's just I just feel like that's just the way it is. I I definitely think that faking it until you make it can help Mm. for sure. But it's not a long-term solution. I think to overcome those initial barriers, I think that is great and it can push you out of your comfort zone. Um, By me faking it, doing those classes, it built up a confidence Mm. in me. So now when I do maybe speak in front of a group of people or I'm doing something on my podcast or I'm, you know, in a situation where it's, you know, completely new to me and it feels a bit weird, I'm Mm. able to feel confident in myself and the way that I carry myself because I have practised it Mm. for so long that it's become second nature. Yeah. Now, and don't get me wrong, sometimes I will... Have a bit of social anxiety or I will have to kind of, you know, like psych psych myself up up a little bit. It's like when we went to, so we went to an event the other day and we went to, it was a private talk with Stephen Bartlett. Which was amazing. Which was (laughs) epic. Like it was a, it was a really small room Mm. of how many, how many people would you say were there? It would have been under a hundred. Under a hundred, under a hundred private events. And we got to be one of those people mm. in the room amongst Stephen Bartlett, who is just incredible. And they said at the end, does anyone have any questions? Mm. And I knew that I had a question. I had a, I had a question lined up from the moment that we walked into the room. I was thinking, if I do get a chance to meet Stephen or if there's a chance to ask questions, I... Want to ask him a question? Mm. So the lady was like, "Does anyone have any questions?" My whole body went into what felt like a shock. Yeah. my my pulse started to raise. I could feel yeah. my heart thumping. It was like, if you hear that right now. It was literally like doosh doosh doosh, and my whole body. I started to kind of feel a bit like anxious because I knew that I'd have to stand up in front of all of these people to ask this question these people that by the way I knew none of them so why the yeah. fuck should I give why the fuck should I give a shit about It's, it's that what public they think? speaking though isn't it i suppose yeah public speaking for sure so I was literally like, okay, okay, and then let a couple of, and it kind of gave me flashbacks to when I was at uni, and Mm. again that waiting until the last minute, the last person to do the presentation, and the lady was going through the people to ask the questions, and I was like recycling myself up in my head. I was in my head thinking, okay, this is what I'm going to say. This is exactly how I'm going to ask the question, and this is what I'm going to say first. And I had this whole like thing lined up, and I'm going over it over and over and over in my head. And my heart rate slowed down and I started to feel a bit better. And I put it on my hand and I didn't get chosen because I waited too long. <laughs> you did get to ask him, though. I did get to ask him at the end. And I think I will actually share my question with you now because I think it's actually quite valid yeah, what we're talking is. about today. So I asked Stephen Bartlett, who, if any of you who's listening, you don't know who Stephen Bartlett is. He is um, owner of... The Diary of a CEO, which is a very, very successful podcast. He also owns Social Chain, um, which is a social media um, agency. And his podcast is one of the best podcasts there is globally. globally. And I love his podcast and it was just incredible to get to meet him. And I asked him, how do you hold space for your podcast guest like how do you deal with those silences how do you deal with those pauses because if I have a pause in a conversation or if I'm talking to somebody and there's a pause silence I feel anxious about that mm. and I feel like I, I normally I feel like I have to feel that silence with words which I'm getting better at now and I'm learning not to do especially having practiced doing a podcast when you're you have a guest on and you're holding space for them and then you might need to take a second to process what they've said to then come back with a reply because I feel like sometimes if you're replying straight away you're not actually really kind of taking on board... You're not engaging what the person is saying. Yeah, you're not engaging with them. Maybe, you're, maybe you've are Maybe you had that question lined up mm. in your head the whole time that person's been speaking, and then you've just jumped the gun and just said it straight away without actually li- listening to anything that anyone has said. So I said to him, how do you deal with those silences? How do you deal with that? And he was just like, it takes practice, mm. it takes time, and it just takes being comfortable with uncomfortable silences. And he said, uncomfortable silences is where the best stuff comes from because it gives you time to reflect. It gives you time to think. And my partner, he's quite a thinker. Mm. Sometimes I'll ask him a question and it will take him a little while to reply. And in my head, I'm thinking... Has he heard what I've asked him? Mm. Does he care what I've asked him? And sometimes I'll repeat it again. He'll, he'll go, no, no, I heard you. Just, and then it will take He's him sometimes a bit of time to think. And I've just thought to myself, fucking hell, that'd be, that would be so nice mm. to just pause, collect your thoughts together and and, and 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 string it together.
1: I think that's when you have the best conversations that's how you truly connect with people like I've always prided myself on being a good listener but it's I think it's not just listening but it's actively listening yeah I was about to say so so that means that you're responding to what someone has just said so they know that you're actively listening to what they're saying rather than you partway through their conversation thinking oh my god I need to ask that okay just remember that remember Mm. that and actually you're too much in your head that you haven't even listened to what they're just saying it might not even be relevant anymore Mm. I think that's how you build the best connections
0: with people yeah and admittedly about 10 minutes ago when you was talking yeah a question popped up it's happened to me throughout this
1: podcast as well and I have to be like no I'm gonna let that go if it needs to come up at another time then great but Mm. I don't need to interject right this minute
0: yeah, it's, it's hard I did though, exactly the same yeah. because I, I I felt it pop up into my head and I was like, and my little, my, my chimp was like, <laughs> oh, oh my God, I'm reading asked? that
1: book right now.
0: It's so fucking good. It's so, it's really making me think about things mm. differently. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's good, isn't it? Um, yeah, my chimp was just going off at me and then the, my, the human in me was like, pipe down, listen to what Charlotte's saying. Mm. mm. Yeah, because then you'll get get onto conversations
1: that we haven't necessarily planned for or whatever and, yeah, you can get onto some more interesting stuff. Yeah, and you're
0: actually, you know, like you said, actively listening, you're engaged, you're reflecting, you're feeling what they're saying. It's it's an art. Mm. And I think that even ties into confidence as well and, like, confidently
1: communicating Mm. because that's another side of things as well because that's sometimes where the social anxiety comes from is, like, you don't feel like you're able to confidently communicate with people the the more you can feed off of other people other people's energy other people's conversation then it doesn't matter what situation you're in Mm. because no matter who it is or what they're talking about whatever if you're actively listening then you should be able to respond to
0: that easily yeah rather than having a prerequisite of questions that you have in your head so as someone who's really struggled with social anxiety lack of confidence how did you take that plunge to building your own business because surely you've had some voices in your head self-doubt that are telling you that you can't do it Mm. so how did you overcome that because there's going to be probably somebody listening to this right now that maybe wants to take the leap to do something whether it be to build a business whether it be to make a change in their life Mm. but their social anxiety, their lack of confidence is stopping them from achieving that right now. So how did you overcome those challenges? Funnily enough, it was from listening to podcasts. I know like
1: people might turn their nose up at that, but I remember... Do you know the Mindset Mentor? Have you heard of him? He's He does, like, 20-minute episodes each week. They're, they're really, really good. But I remember... Um, I, I'd always wanted to... To have my own business and to work for myself, I remember like being in my. I used I did like a few nine to five jobs and stuff, but never really found my career. So I was like, I just felt like that there was something more out there for me. Um, But I'd continue working, think, oh, I'm just not confident enough to do that. Like I I did actually start my um, my content created like my influencer career shall we say except it wasn't a career back then I did that as a hobby Mm. just because I absolutely loved makeup so I just didn't think anything of that particularly so I did that just because I've always been I've always had other passions and I've been super passionate about beauty so I I used to do that on the weekends but yeah I, I never had the confidence to take that leap but I remember like listening and I can't remember exactly what episode it was but I used to listen to these episodes of the podcast and even Jay Shetty as well and they they just kept drumming into me drumming into me If you want to do something, you have to do it. If you're sitting around here moaning about your life and, like, nothing's going to change if nothing changes. Mm. So I think it was almost getting to the point where I was quite low, like, feeling quite low in my job. I knew that it wasn't what I wanted to do. I loved the people that I worked with, but I really felt like there was something missing. And I don't feel like it's until you get to that point where you feel low enough that you actually want to do something about it. Mm. Um. Does that
0: make sense? No, it does, it does. Sometimes it takes getting to that... It's almost like hitting your rock bottom. Yeah, sometimes it does take hitting rock bottom to make that change, although that's not healthy.
1: It's not, and I would rather people don't reach that point Mm. (laughs) before they do something about it. But I think it's like putting yourself in situations and around certain people that that can show you and prove to you what you can achieve. Like, I remember even looking at you as an inspiration because you were doing what you wanted to do and what you felt you were called for, even though it's challenging. And I'm, like, seeing other people around me and surrounding myself with with people who are building businesses or going after what they want, it kind of shows you that it's possible. And then I mass- got massively into self-development throughout lockdown um so that's everything from like like I have a whole wardrobe full of self-development books like obviously like self-help books which I was too embarrassed to tell anyone about at that time because I thought that's not cool now it's like a little bit more trendy so it's fine but doing all of those just learning about how your mind works doing meditation to like strengthen your mindset learning how to reframe negative thoughts it was all these simple little things even like going to the gym and taking care of my body, trying to eat well. All of these things, I think, stack up to... And, like, good, healthy habits. I'm obsessed with habits. Have you read Atomic Habits? Yeah. Oh, my God, it's so good. But, like, people might turn their nose up, but I truly think it's all of these aspects that help you to build your confidence to then take the leap to do what you want to do. Also, I have to preface that, obviously, I have zero responsibilities. I'm single, I'm childless, I don't have a mortgage. So to take that leap, for me, was probably slightly less scary than someone who's got a mortgage and kids. Mm. But I just don't think you should allow lack of confidence to hold you back because there are so many entrepreneurs who who aren't extroverted and aren't that way inclined who have made a success out of it. And it, it's just one of those things that I think you you just have to take the leap of faith. I also have a lot of faith. Mm. Generally, I'm a little bit spiritual, a bit airy-fairy. So I, I have a lot of faith that things are always going to work out for me. So I think that also helps because if you don't have any faith in that things are going to work out for you that might also be a little bit harder but yeah and it's like I mean I just think you have to step out of your comfort zone it's like it's not an option you confidence does not grow from your comfort zone that that's one thing that you absolutely have to do and there are like other tools and stuff that you can use when you go into a space and you feel socially anxious like I I always do like box breathing. Have you heard of box breathing? No. So you breathe in for four.
0: It's a really simple breathing oh, exercise.
1: Oh, oh, it's actually called box breathing. Yeah. So you breathe oh. in for four, hold for four, breathe out for oh, four. I didn't hold know that's
0: what it was called. But yeah, I've yeah. done that breathing, and I do it sometimes when
1: I feel anxious. Exactly. So that's exactly what I started doing, like because that's giving you an actual a tip or a tool that you can use when you do feel socially mm-hmm. anxious. So, like. If I'm going to an event in the industry or something and I'm going on my own and I don't know anyone and I feel super anxious before, I don't want to sound anxious. Or if I'm like on a podcast, and I don't want my voice to sound like I'm really nervous. Like you can do things like box breathing to to help you feel a little bit calmer. And actually it does physically take your anxiety away, mm. which is crazy. So there's things and I've only learned all of that through research and reading and meditation and podcasts and all of that. So I think that has a massive aspect. I might have gone on a
0: huge tangent here. But no, have I no, that's great. no, that's great. Well, that, that's what's worked for you, which is fabulous to see how you've, you know, flourished and grown with your business, having come from that initial place of mm. not feeling like you could do it, maybe having a few insecurities about it mm. and actually being able to overcome those and do what you're doing now and be able to help other women. Well, that's why I'm so passionate
1: about it, because I was, like, the last person anyone would have expected at school to want to go and do all of this, like, Mm. to try and make a career as an influencer. I mean, Christ, if you'd have told me that before, I'd have been like, absolutely fucking not. Am I talking on camera? Like, even, like, obviously before Reels came in and all of that, I didn't even, I didn't used to speak on camera, so I was like, oh, I'll just take pictures and it'll be fine. Obviously, social media is ever-changing, so you, you just have to roll with the punches. And the more you do it, the better it feels. I went live, because I have also a self-development page that um, I run as well. And I remember going on live with Amy Harrison, who I've co-founded The Confidence Click with. Um, she was like, oh, babe, let's do a live. And I was thinking, what? I ain't going on live. Who are you talking about? Because, again, it's a little bit out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just like continuing to say yes to things. I also, the same year I was like, I need to go on my own to everything. I was like, you need to say yes to all the opportunities that come your way. Like, because I also work as as a makeup artist and have done for quite a few years, but um, I am self-taught. So I think that sometimes there would be like a little seed of stuff to, oh, you're self-taught, you're not that good. Everyone would tell me then, oh, but it's amazing, it's really good. My friend asked me to do a photo shoot for her. She worked for like a, a like a shoe brand. She was like, Can you do the makeup on the photo shoot? And my immediate like reaction in my head was, Absolutely fucking not, am I doing that? And there's no way I can do that. But I just said yes. And I was really nervous and I did it and it was amazing and I was really proud of myself. And it built my confidence and I did it again. So like it it just is as it sounds simple. It's not simple because it's it takes time, it takes patience and it takes consistency. But over time That's, I think, how you build your confidence. Also, I think getting older, we're we're reaching
0: the thirty. Don't talk about that. Let's not talk about that. Um, Mark today. I think
1: naturally, as you get older, you get more comfortable within yourself. Because I think it's it's even things like your style, your body image, like just everything combined is what builds your self confidence. Like I used to be so obsessed with like aesthetic goals and stuff when I'd go to the gym, and now I'm like. I want to go to the gym because I love it, because it's great for my mindset, because it's for my for my health and longevity. Mm. It's like I think so many things can change as you get older. And it's just about like strengthening your mindset. Mm.
0: Just to add to everything that you said there, I think as well as strengthening your mindset, adopting a growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset, because I think, you know, especially when it comes to pushing out of your comfort zone, trying new things, trying to build up your confidence. Sometimes you might not get the outcome Mm -hmm. that you want straight away. And sometimes that might, I think, if you're in a fixed mindset, you'll look at that like, well... I'm not good enough, so I can't do this or I'm never going to be able to do this. Whereas if you have a setback and you have a growth mindset, you're more likely to view it as a, I guess, obstacle with some kind of learning or teaching within it. And you're able to look at that. And I'm putting in quotes here, failure, Mm -hmm. failure. to you're able to look at that failure as you know this shows that I've tried this it shows that I've given it a go it's not worked out this time but I'm going to keep going until it does work out you know I'm not going to let this hold me back from what it is that I want to achieve so I think being able to adopt a growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset when you're trying to build confidence and overcome those hurdles is a game changer because then you're then you will constantly keep showing up and you will constantly keep pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, building that confidence, along with making sure that your support network mm. is lifting you up. The people surrounding you, how are they making you feel? Yep. Have you got people in your life that are maybe dragging you down, maybe chipping away at your self-worth? You're making, They're maybe making you question your abilities or mm. making you feel a bit shit and I think being able to pick and choose who you allow into your life who you know if somebody's having a bit of a negative impact on you being able to just you know kind of walk away from that it's it's easier said than done yeah. I
1: think it's more course. tricky if it's family yeah but you can certainly limit your time or Like, I do have family members who I absolutely love and adore, but they are bloody negative Nellies, and I can't cope with it. And if I'm not in the right frame of mind to hear the negatives, if it's going to drag me down, I simply just remove myself from that conversation Mm. or from the room. It could be as simple as that. But if it's a friend, I think you need to really sit and
0: reflect on whether they add to your life
1: anything positive the way I see it
0: now is though like like you said we're getting older yeah time's precious you know we're busy Mm. um why bother entertaining something or some someone that's dragging you down you know I've had a couple of I guess I've had a couple of friends who in the last couple of years They've not made me feel great in myself or they've done things and it's not sat right with me and Mm. I've just cut them off Mm. because I don't have time to entertain that bullshit personally. Um, And actually from saying no and putting myself first and cutting that toxicness out, I have felt more empowered in myself Mm. and happier because i've chosen me and you have to be able to be yourself mm. and they say as well don't they
1: that you're like reflective of the closest five people or something yeah. you have you have to and you have to have a look at the five closest people and be like is that who i want to be mm. like are they reflective of what i want my life to look like yeah. like if you want to build a successful business are they uplifting to you are they a positive influence or maybe you could even try and make some friends in the industry that that kind of can help to build you up yeah it's it's really really important I think because also but also like don't be afraid to be honest with the friends that you do have and have had for a long time like the journey that I've been on with like self-development and um co-founding the confidence Click and all of this stuff this is something that some people turn their nose up because they think I don't know it's it's just not everyone's cup of tea right so I was a bit nervous to tell some of my friends about it and I kept it a secret for a while when actually you should be able to tell everyone what's going on in your life especially the closest people to you and I have told them and they've been so supportive and so lovely and yes it like they might not want to do the same thing but they are fully supportive of everything that I do so I think it's also actually not being afraid to to be yourself and to even tell the friends that you do have what's going on and how you're feeling. And if you're changing, it's okay to change. Like, it's growing. It's yeah. part of life.
0: And just owning yeah. it. Just fucking own it. And that's know? part of confidence as
1: well, is actually being confident to be like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. And it's amazing. I'm really excited about it. Mm. Is there anything that you wanted to add before we finish today's podcast? Well, I just want everyone to know that you can do anything that you set your mind to like please don't let anything hold you back don't let your old beliefs from when you were a child hold you back your self-doubt your imposter syndrome you can overcome anything it just takes a bit of time and a bit of work
0: I love that that's such a lovely message to end on and it was really you know I could just you know today's Episode has been amazing. It's been so lovely to sit down and have a chat with you. The energy between us
1: is... vibe. We've got good vibes over here. I Um, hope I I come across that I have good energy and good vibes because that's Stop what I yeah yeah. this, uh, whole, this oh, whole
0: episode oh, she's caught me this she's whole me. episode what we've been talking about today I'm
1: calling so you out right. I'm calling you out my girl and, and if you want to join a really loving and supportive community of women then please come and check out the confidence mm. clip because we are super excited this is just the beginning we've literally only launched over the past like month or two and we've got really big plans we, we want to do in-person events eventually and just actually physically build an amazing community of women where we can all support each other because that's what this is all about I'm so excited
0: for you So so exciting. Where can
1: everyone find you? So you can find us at the Confidence Click underscore or Charlotte
0: Bird X is my beauty influencer page. Go and give Charlotte a follow. Thank you so, so much for listening today. So, and it's been amazing to have you on the podcast, Charlotte. Thank, Thank you so, so much. This is my first podcast and it's just the best. Popped your podcast, Terry. <laughs> yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've loved every minute. Thank you so much to everyone for listening. So, we'll speak to you in the next one.